you are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Jonandra, here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So what is happening, y'all? I hope that everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. I hope that y'all have been keeping warm. (laughs) I don't know what the temperature is right now, but let me tell you, when I left the lab this evening, I have not been this cold at least over the past five years. So I don't know what's going on with Mother Nature. And mind you, I was fully, like, appropriately uh, dressed for the weather. Like, I usually have my winter coat on. I put a hat on. I put my gloves on. Like, I do what I got to do. But at the same time, I I just feel like it wasn't enough. Um, But, yeah, just putting this out there. Hopefully, y'all are staying warm. And just, uh, I guess, layering up uh, because that's how we do it in Canada. <laughs> you just uh, you put on as many layers as you can. And then when you get warmer, just take them off. Like, it's totally fine. It's better to be overheating, I guess, than to be cold, in my opinion. I don't know about y'all, but just my preference out here. Uh, what else, man? I feel like this week kind of went by slow. Uh, and I feel like... <laughs> I feel like this is the first time that I'm actually saying this statement on the show. I feel like every time for the past uh, 356 episodes, or should I say 55 episodes that we've had so far, I feel like I've always said, wow, I can't believe how fast this past week went by. If I have to be honest, I feel like this past week went by so slow. And I don't know what that indicates. In all honesty, for me, I guess personally, I just had a lot going on with uh, all the work that I had to had to do in the lab. And even though I've heard that if if you're busier, time would just fly by faster. I feel like sometimes because you have so much to do within a day. It makes you feel like, wow, like the stuff that I did yesterday, it felt like I did them last week. I don't know if y'all have that same perception of time sometimes, but yeah, so this is how it's been feeling for me. But uh, yeah, just crossing my fingers that everything continues to go smoothly. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, (laughs) put some respect on our names for grad students. Y'all know what I mean? Like we're always grinding out here and, you know, it's not just me. I just want to give a big, big shout out to my fellow grad students uh, and my peers over at the Ontario Vet College. Because listen, man, I mean, I mean, (sighs) if you know, you know, when you have to put in the, the hustle and the grind to get your work done. You got to do it. And you know what? Sometimes you go to work. You're like, okay, I have ABC set to do. Like I've, I've set these things for me, for myself to do. And then when you come to work, you have 10 other items added to your list of to-do list. And these are completely unexpected. A lot of it has to do with troubleshooting. And so, yeah, there's a lot that goes on. But anyways, went on a whole rant about that. Just wanted to put this out there, you know, grad students, man, we hear you, we feel for you. 
you got this i know there's so much imposter syndrome in grad school and you know myself included it's just so hard to brush it off it doesn't matter how much knowledge you think you objectively have about a certain area like you still sometimes feel like an imposter and you know it's just you keep working hard but then still you're like oh my god am i even like worthy of having all this knowledge or like am i as good as everybody else you know um but yeah i just have these thoughts but i just want to use this platform to say you know what you got this first of all you got this second of all keep going you got this um i mean obviously take breaks but you just keep believing in yourself okay and i don't know who needs to hear this you keep believing in yourself because you're doing good okay just gonna put this out there okay wow okay i i love these uh initial segments of the show where we do like our daily slash weekly dose of motivation on tko i love it i absolutely love it I feel like everybody needs to hear it, especially by the time the show gets broadcasted. It's like kind of like later well, on the radio. It's a little bit later in the day. You know, you might be driving back from work. If you had a long day at work, you might just tune into TKO CFRU 93.3 FM. And you're like, oh, okay, what do I have here to like entertain myself with? And then you hear this and you're like, bam, okay, I'm so uh, motivated to just keep believing in myself and uh, keep on moving forward. And you know what? That's honestly the goal. And I really hope that uh, some of the stuff that we say at least resonates with a few of you, a few of you out there. Because you know what? This is what it's all about to get the message across, to try to improve your mood and a little bit uh, if we can contribute to your life positively. That's all we care about. All right. So that's that what else is new okay so y'all okay i've talked about my father on this show before how we just you know if he if me and him were to have a podcast together one day listen y'all need to be tuning into that because in fact my dad was the first person who got me into combat sports uh when i was younger and uh, I would say he's the OG, like he he's the, the the godfather of TKO, if you will. You know what I mean? So shout out to my pops because today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Bobo June. I really hope that you have the best day ever. And you already know how much I love you. And thank you for always being there for me and for TKO because... If it wasn't because of you, I would not be here right now, literally, figuratively, and TKO would not be here right now. So we owe a lot to you. Now, uh, fun fact, actually, <laughs> I know this sounds a little bit corny and nerdy, but sometimes I don't call my dad dad or, you know, like I, I speak Farsi, so sometimes I call him Baba. I don't always call him father or dad. Sometimes I refer to him as sensei because that's what he truly is. So shout out to him and um, shout out to all dads in the world. Y'all are the best. We love you so much. You know what? I'm going to officially mark this episode as father TKO father appreciation day. So there you go. Shout out to all fathers of all TKO listeners. Why not, right? (laughs) 
All right. So have been off to a very amazing start so far with this episode. Today, uh, we have a very exciting uh, lineup for the show. We have some exciting breakdowns on the way for this event that we've been very much anticipating for the past little while. Of course, I'm talking about UFC 297, which is headlined by an amazing bout between Sean Strickland and Drickus Duplessis. This fight is going to be for the middleweight championship belt uh, of the world being on the line. So it is going to be very, very exciting to watch. Uh, Sean Strickland is currently the champion. And, ooh, I'm really, I cannot predict how this fight is going to go down. Although I'll give you guys, like, my predictions on how things will potentially go down uh, according to the guys' previous performances and their uh, tendencies and styles uh, of fighting. So I'll give you a little bit of prediction there. But in all honesty, for me to definitively say one guy is going to be winning this fight over another guy, mm, that's going to be really, really challenging to do in this case because both of them are just so darn good. And did I already mention that it is going to be happening in Toronto, Canada? So I know that we have a lot of Canadian listeners out there. Shout out to um, all, all of our fellow Canadians. If you do live in southern Ontario or in the GTA region, make sure you definitely get your tickets to this fight. Although I know that by me saying it just now, it might be a little bit too late because all the good seats have been sold out. And not to say that there aren't seats available, but the ones that are available are just really, really, really expensive. (laughs) But I mean, by all means, if you can afford it, definitely go for it. Let us know how you like the experience. I think this is the second time that the UFC's come to Toronto after, I think, the pandemic hit. Um, I'm trying to remember the fight, the last uh, headliner that we had here, which was between Max Holloway, a fight between Max Holloway and Brian Ortega. I can't remember if that was pre or post pandemic, but that was officially the last event that we ever had. Um, uh, hosted in Toronto on behalf of the UFC and now we have this and I feel like you know as as a Canadian fan it's really um, interesting to be reflecting reflecting on this because well one uh, like I was saying the pricing of the tickets has been just something that I haven't really seen in the history of uh, sports events that you actually get to go watch live in Canada. I have not seen a price range like this. If I have to be totally honest with you guys, we're talking uh, a minimum of five times um, uh, increase of price compared to how much the tickets were before when Max Holloway was fighting Brian Ortega last time in Toronto. So you do the math and... Um, I don't want to say, oh, it's all because of inflation or, you know, how economy currently is. Could be anything, honestly, but it's just it's just something to observe and be aware of. And I mean, what can we say? I'll be totally honest with you guys. If I could total if I had money in my bank account to spare for this fight, I would totally go to this fight. But y'all know I run on a student budget, so I got to be conscious about my money expenditure. But, you know, all that is 
<clears throat> excuse me, all that aside, it's just a little bit disappointing that, well, the UFC doing this right now, but having this Im- incredible increase in ticket prices, they're preventing so many fans from actually attending the event. Like only people who can afford this, uh, afford to come watch the fight will come and watch the fight. But that does not necessarily include all the fans that are out here in Canada, right? So in all honesty, I do find that a little bit disappointing. I mean, still, I hate to put it this way, but unfortunately, beggars can be choosers. Like in this case, I feel like the UFC like never comes to Canada, but now it's here. So at least we should be happy about it a little bit, Uh, which I mean, I I totally am. But I just wish that there were more opportunities available uh, for Canadian fans to be engaging with this particular UFC event. And I don't know who needs to hear it. Hopefully this message gets passed along to whoever actually needs to hear it in the UFC um, so that they actually put more emphasis into uh, making their events more accessible to international fans and you know not just fans who come watch fights in like i don't know las vegas or i guess as of recently uh some of the big um headliners that they've been hosting over in the middle east too is you know like that's great but also either don't have events in these other foreign countries or when you do make sure that you're actually giving the fans the experience that they deserve and I feel like the UFC has been kind of slacking in that in that aspect a little bit but anyways that's just my opinion if y'all want to rebuttal holla at me on social media at tk underscore podcast let me know what you think okay so um so that's that um what else there was another thing i wanted to mention uh in terms of uh, i guess contrasting like the ufc being in canada uh, like this time around but i guess it'll come to me (laughs) eventually but yeah it's still happening again by all means if you have some cash to spare go watch the fight in person um but all but if not pay-per-view is always an option which is what I'm going to be personally doing because you know what, regardless of if this fight is happening in Toronto or in Las Vegas or in Brazil or wherever else in the world, I would still be watching the fight. So nothing has changed in in that realm. But to talk specifically about (laughs) the headline fight itself. So before anything, let me just give y'all a little bit of background on What's been happening in terms of, ooh, uh, quote unquote drama, you know, like between the two fighters? Because when we initially hear the name of uh, Sean Strickland, we're we're just like, oh gosh, okay, I smell trouble. And you know what? You you, you really do, uh, because uh, he has been involved with a lot of different things previously, and uh, in, in which like he would just utilize a very crude uh, (laughs) trash talking technique with his opponents and uh, sometimes he would cross the line and uh, it it would just be problematic that way but that being said all that trash talking aside true or not who knows uh, he would come into the octagon and he would actually put on the performance of a lifetime and for that reason I personally really respect Sean Strickland because you know, he might talk a, a bunch of trash, but at the end of the day, he's still a very, very talented and good mixed martial artist. He is not the type to just talk trash and then come into the octagon and do nothing. Exact opposite. Um, he will back up 
his words through his actions, which is very important in my opinion. So that's great about him. Uh, now, coming into this fight, there's been a lot of beef between uh, Sean Strickland and uh, Drakus Duplessis. Obviously, we know that it is second nature for Sean Strickland to be running his mouth <laughs> at his opponents. But unfortunately, in this case, should I say fortunately or unfortunately, in this case, uh, Drakus is also a little bit like similar to him in that aspect he is not afraid to talk back and um give him more uh, <laughs> give him more crap basically and i guess this had been ongoing for a while and then there came a point that a certain line was crossed in the back and forth that these two guys were having the last press conference that these two guys had uh, I want to say Charles Duplessis. <laughs> um, Charles Dupont. No, that's, that's a different fighter. Drakus had provoked Sean Strickland regarding his childhood traumas. And before I continue any further, I, <laughs> I, I was just really shocked when I even read about that. I cannot believe that certain people would go to the extent of actually using those uh subjects as like a joking matter or uh something to to build their fame and clout off of honestly um if you do you just don't get it and i would highly recommend that you uh require help because that is not okay and it's very insensible uh, excuse me insensitive and like I'm sorry, like th that's not how things work uh, in 2024. And uh, it was incredibly problematic, in my opinion, when Drikas had made such a comment because actually recently, uh, Sean Strickland, like we actually talked about on the show previously, Sean Strickland went on a podcast and this openly discussed his childhood traumas and uh, the abusive environment that he grew up back home. And he... It was so triggering for him to be discussing that he actually broke down into tears. And uh, for the first time, like, you know, we, we had always seen the certain persona from Sean Strickland. And then now we're just actually we're seeing him cry for the first time uh, on, on live video. And that was just like, you know what, like this, this is the real him. Uh, he's finally showing a, a human aspect of him because before I feel like he was just trying to put up, a, put up with the character that he had created for himself. And now he finally was himself. Anyways, all that aside, well, this interview uh, made a lot of noise in the MMA community. And obviously, uh, Duplessis had, all, had also heard about it, but unfortunately he decided to just make fun of it and instead provoke uh sean strickland even more with that statement so sean strickland obviously got really upset but then this is where things are starting to get out of control in my opinion so i really hope that the police cops uh the the police <laughs> that are uh at the scotia bank arena uh, on fight night, they're uh, actually keeping an extra eye out because seems like things are about to get a little bit dangerous out here. Sean Strickland explicitly mentioned that he would, uh, okay, I don't know if I can say this on radio, but he would uh, significantly insult uh, Duplessis 
and he wouldn't care if he's arrested for it, if he's deported for it or whatever. And again, I refuse to say exactly what he said because, um, again, this is uh, th- this is going to be broadcasted on the radio and, uh, it's just, again, like, I don't want to trigger anybody saying what he said, but let's just say things are starting to get a little bit out of control, which, I mean, a little bit of it is nice in terms of having a, just a sprinkle of drama before the fight happens because that brings in the excitement, yada, yada, but listen... Neither, like, what Duplessis did and what Sean Strickland said, neither of them are okay. I just, this is the point that I want to get across uh, here. Neither of them are saying or doing the right things. And I really don't know who on the PR team of the UFC needs to go have a talk with these two guys because... Listen, like the fight is already sold. Like, I don't know what more do you want people to do uh, or like what more do you want to do to uh, gravitate more people to the, towards the fight? Like the tickets have been sold. We're only a few days out of the fight and uh, like it is what it is. Like chill. Okay, <laughs> like chill for real. It's really unnecessary for you to be joking about childhood traumas of another person who explicitly talked about them on a show and broke down into tears because of how hurtful those events have been to him. And neither is it okay for the other person to be making such uh, provoking comments about hurting another person and like not just joking about it, but like actually sounding serious about it. And being like, oh, I'm totally okay if uh, I get arrested for that, if I get deported for it. So the I'm a little bit scared, y'all. Like, I don't know about you, but if you do plan to go to UFC live in person at the Scotiabank Arena, please maybe just purchase some balcony tickets or something. You do not want to be close to uh, ringside because as we've seen previously, fighters do jump the fence, man. Like literally they jump the fence and they just start fighting with each other. So I'm really scared that something similar might happen because this between these two guys, it's just a whole lot of bad blood and Oh my god, I don't even know what to say. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I really hope that <laughs> nothing bad goes down. I'm actually scared for real. Anyway, so da da da. That was the drama aspect of the fight. Uh I know that 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 in and of itself, I guess, is what will do it for a lot of people. Like, oh, people just want to see drama. People just want to see, like, animosity, whatever. Okay, cool. But now I really want to talk about the part that's more important to me and I guess other diehard fans, which is da-da-da, the technical aspects of things and what each person needs to do to potentially win the fight. So start starting, oh my God, starting with Sean Strickland, we already know that he's a very well-rounded mixed martial artist. Although, I feel like his striking is really superb. So, uh, needless to say, he needs to recruit very specific combinations and just stay focused. That's something that I would highly recommend for him to do. Because, you know, it's it's really easy to get distracted in a fight if i don't know like your weight cut was bad or if you have a uh previous injury that's starting to uh, come to the surface again or whatever your opponent is just like cursing at you while he's throwing a punch at you whatever it is or even like all this drama that i literally told you told you guys about 
whatever it is, it's so easy to get distracted in a fight. And, you know, as easy as it sounds to say, I feel like as long as Sean Strickland is able to just block out all those negative energy and all those uh, nonsensical things, I think that he has a very strong chance of winning this fight. But it's all mental, like I mentioned. He has to work on his mentality. Uh, He has to... Not let the uh, psychological games get to him, event- essentially. So that's what he needs to work on. But also, uh, you know, with that, uh, like him staying focused, not just mentally, but also physically, it needs to be translated into his, uh, the, the sort of combinations that he throws. I would highly recommend that he doesn't try to get creative in the fight and fight smart and just like he has to be in the moment he has to stay focused because his opponent charles oh my god i keep calling him charles i don't know where i get the charles from drick is the pluses drick is the pluses is no one to underestimate y'all he is okay i mean if you, if you don't believe me uh you just have to look at his uh, uh the list of past fights that he uh, he has had and the method that he's won those fights through. So I was, as you can tell, I was a little bit speechless uh, moments ago because if you look at the list of fights that he has, uh, he's had since 2019, every single fight, Mans likes to vary it up. Uh, he likes to win through submission, KO, decision, submission, TKO, whatever it is, like every fight they look at, he has won it in a, in a different way. And uh, that just shows that, you know, he's a pretty versatile guy. And I feel like he can foresee things coming at him too, which is a very important quality to have for a mixed martial artist uh, because it makes it sound like he is actually very focused on fights because if he weren't, he wouldn't be able to pull those things off properly in a fight. Anyways, I digress. Uh, so he's he likes to spice it up. <laughs> and so that's a scary thing because uh, it means that we don't know how he's going to be presenting himself in this fight against Strickland. Now, because I mentioned that Sean Strickland is really, really good with a striking, uh, it could be that uh, Duplessis... Either if he wants to win through decision, he just completely utilizes a grappling approach uh, to try to put more pressure on Strickland in order to win the fight that way. Or if he just completely uh, goes in for a knockout finish in the very uh, few rounds. So that's a little bit risky. But then with that amount of risk, there comes a great amount of reward. Uh, But again, you know, like it's nothing that wouldn't be impossible. So that's what makes this fight really scary for Sean Strickland. And like I mentioned, he has to stay more focused than ever, because if not, then Duplessis will become the new middleweight champion. All in all, let's just say we're in for a treat. If you're in Toronto or the GTA region, get your ticket. If not, buy your pay-per-view. Or if not, just 
come over to my house. I'll give you some homemade <laughs> beer and we can enjoy the fights together. All right. I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week, y'all. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. You can also go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to download our episodes. And until next time, it's your girl Janon right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.